Colt Keith is going to be a Detroit Tiger for a while. Let's talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, January 29th, 2024. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers can join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets, if your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. We're here, baby. Happy Monday. Uh, I'm recording this pre-NFC Championship, so I'm in a good mood right now. Red Wings had a great weekend. You can go listen to Brian and I break down the, uh, the win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Tigers, I think this is a great weekend for your Detroit Tigers. Extending Colt Keith. That will be the entirety of today's episode. We will spend, after we're done kind of breaking down all of the the angles on Colt Keith specifically, we will talk about the, I've been already asked a lot uh, about, you know, why this is happening to Colt Keith and why this isn't something that's on the table or that has happened for other players in the Tigers organization. And if it's going to happen with other Tigers. So uh, we'll have kind of the conversation around Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, uh, Jackson Job. I was asked about Kerry Carpenter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and we'll kind of end the show by having that conversation. But obviously a bulk and uh, a majority of this show is going to be about Colt Keith signing a big extension with the Detroit Tigers in terms of years. And I think that I'm so excited. This is this is a a slam dunk, really, to me. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. We're going to talk about it in a lot of different ways. We're going to look at um, obviously just like the terms in general. Talk about the avoiding of the arbitration process that the Tigers just accomplished with Colt Keith. The impact that that will have. Uh, there's team options tagged on the end of this that can make him a Tiger for up to the next nine years. Nine. No, that's, that's, that's wild, right? So uh, we are going to just break that down in its entirety today. Okay, so uh, without further ado, Colt Keith signs a extension with the Detroit Tigers, obviously. Uh, the terms of said deal, let me pull it up here. Uh, Keith will make $28.6 million over the first six years of the deal, Okay. 2.5 mil in 2024, that's this upcoming season, three and a half in 2025, four mil in 2026, four mil in 2027, and five mil in 2028 and 2029. Okay. That there's also a $2 million signing bonus. And then that is the next six years, right? 24, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That's the next six seasons. If you're unfamiliar, how MLB free agency works. Uh, you cannot become an unrestricted free agent until you have spent six full years of major league service time at obviously the major league level, major league service time redundant. So, uh, and now there's, 
you know, if if the team uh, cuts you, then like obviously you're a free agent. Or if you get non-tendered during your arbitration years, then obviously the, the, it's not just pure 100%. You have to spend six years until. But if you're a good player, if you are a solid player that's going to make a de- even a remotely decent amount of money in free agency, you cannot become a free agent until you have spent six years on a major league roster. So they have completely erased his entire first six years of service time from arbitration. Obviously, the first few two to three years, depending on super status and whatnot, would be pre-arbitration. Colt Keith is going to get an objective big-time raise or big-time amount of money more than his market value in his pre-arbitration years, right? Obviously, this year, like we said, two and a half mil, then three and a half mil, and then four mil. That's his salary the next three years. So his pre-arb years, he's going to get more. Most people, uh, really, until Chris Bryant came along with the Cubs, nobody even made more than a million dollars in the pre-arb deals. And still, most people don't make, and this is obviously all relative. I don't need to read about how I'm saying you know, a million dollars isn't that much money. Obviously, relatively speaking, I'm very aware that that is life-changing money. But um, I uh, that is that is a, for market value, for what most people get in pre-arb, uh, he is going to make more than that. After that, this deal becomes unbelievably team-friendly. And that is the give and take of these calibers of deals. That is the give and take. Keith gets more security, A, just gets guaranteed, you know what, I'm going to be on this team or on a major league roster, I guess. I I don't think there was uh, nothing reported on like a no trade clause or anything, and I can't imagine that there would be, given he hasn't played a major league game yet. But um, that is is something that is part of the give and take, is, you know what, we'll give you a raise in the first few years, and then in the arbitration years – you, you know, I pat your back, you pat mine. And it's not that black and white. It's not that, you know, it's everything's relative. There's certainly a lot of more intricacies than just that. But um, it's, uh, it, it's this, I have no way of looking at this and not thinking that it's unbelievably team friendly for the Detroit Tigers. Um, this is, when you look at the arbitration years Four mil, five mil, five mil. Uh, we're talking about, you know, it, it, look at free agency this year. Look at what market value is for like relievers. Look at what market value is for second baseman. Um, if this dude is legit and, and he reaches the potential that so many people, myself included, believe that he can, this is going to be a massive victory lap for the Detroit Tigers down the road. Now, I'm not saying that it's like the dumbest thing ever for Keith either. Again, he has now security. He has long-term security. And then we get into post six years. Each of the next three seasons after that, there are team options on uh, in between like every year, right? So you get through 2029. The deal includes a $2 million signing bonus, which we talked about a $10 million club option for 2030, a $13 million club option for 2031, and a $15 million club option for 2032. So if he is legit, and if he is that that all-star caliber hitter, and if he is the Tigers' second baseman for the next decade, and you can just plug him there and be really happy with it, um, I think... 
look at how much salaries have changed over the last decade, right? Seven to nine years from now, there is a legitimate chance, not a guarantee necessarily, okay? I'm not an econ major, but there is a legitimate chance that even this $13 million, $15 million club option is a very team-friendly year-to-year salary for the Detroit Tigers. I can't say enough good things about this from the Tigers' perspective. Congratulations to Colt Keith on guaranteeing long-term, lifetime-changing money for the next nine years and a guaranteed spot on the 40-man roster and with almost certainty a guaranteed spot on the opening day roster for the Detroit Tigers this year after this deal. I am absolutely thrilled. We're going to keep talking about this deal right on the other side of the break. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Factor Meals. You know what? It's January. New Year's resolutions are still a very big thing and still on everybody's mind. Uh, So to get ready for the new year, get into Factor Meals. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. You can skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, Calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your New Year's resolutions. Uh, you can forget frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factors two minute meals are your secret weapon for the new year. Fuel up, fuel up fast with restaurant quality meals, all delivered right to your door. If you need special uh, occasion meal, a big fancy feast, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. They really can accommodate all types of diets, all types of situations, and all types of settings. So head to factormeals.com slash locked on MLB50 and use code locked on MLB50 for 50% off. 50%. That's code locked on MLB at factormeals.com slash locked on MLB for 50% off. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back on Wednesday as we start prepping slowly but surely. Pitchers and catchers reporting and right, is right around the corner. And you know how I know that on my personal calendar is uh, next week, we go back to five episodes a week. And that's when I know that the season is here and uh, I couldn't be more excited. So we'll be back to truly your team every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, also be sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube based around sports news. Locked On has their local experts, their national experts, you name it, and they're talking about the biggest stories of the day. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Colt Keith signs a big-time extension, and we are absolutely thrilled about it here on Locked On Tigers. So there's a few different 
a few more angles I want to uh, view this extension. First, I, I want to talk about the risk and reward of this contract because that's really what this is, right? We've seen the Braves do stuff like this. We've seen a lot of, of good organizations give out contracts before players have even made their major league debut. And uh, again, obviously the Braves have done this a few times, uh, whether it's before the player has made their debut or just after a few games or after their rookie year or whatnot, and they've given out big extensions. Um, we, we just saw the Brewers do this uh, recently. We've seen, uh, I, I mean, again, there's, there's a handful of teams that have started uh, doing this practice. And this is the first time we've seen the Tigers do it, which I think is exciting. And uh, inherently, because Colt Keith is a player and whoever they do these deals with in the future uh, are, is a player who has yet to play a Major League Baseball game or take a Major League at bat, there's going to be some pushback and some like, okay, this is a, a commitment for a guy who, again, hasn't seen a major league pitch yet, uh, nonetheless played in a game and, and really even taken a major league at bat. Uh, this deal specifically, right? I'm not speaking to all deals that are made. Obviously, they are all different. There are some that I think are a little rich for a little too much of a risk for uh, some of those guys that uh, that haven't played a game yet. This one specifically does not bother me in the slightest. Uh, I have zero worry about this. Even if you are a big-time Colt Keith skeptic, which I am not. I think Colt Keith is the truth. I think that he is very, very good at hitting baseballs, and I cannot wait to watch him develop at the major league level. So uh, that I'm not saying I fall into this category, but even if you are a Colt Keith skeptic and you're a, a very, very skeptical and, and can't stand giving players that haven't played a major league game yet big contracts, it's really hard to look at the value of this one specifically and be too upset about it. Um, as I explained in the first one, you're giving him a little bit more in the pre-arb years. Arbitration, you know, four years from now for a guy who could be as good as Colt Keith could be, that's going to be in the Tigers' favor. That's going to be a a uh, a team friendly number, right? He might be around that in year one of arbitration. The last, the next two years, if he's the everyday starting second baseman, it's only going to get higher and higher. This is not a significant financial commitment. I guess is my point. This is not breaking the bank. This is not. Oh my goodness! If this kid doesn't end up being the best second baseman in baseball, that this contract is going to be foolish. Not even close, right? There is a very, very, very good amount of risk-reward here uh, in the reward side for the Detroit Tigers, and it's a very low-risk type of move. If it doesn't work out, you are off the hook for 28.6 mil across the first six seasons. And then after the six years are done, you have team, you have club options. So you just decline the club option if he's good enough to keep for six years, but maybe he's not your answer long term. Okay, you just decline the club option. Uh, the most he made in a single year for you in one year for the first six years of his career was $5 million. 
I think Jed posted something like this, but like Javi makes around <laughs> what Keith is going to get in the first six years of his career in a season. Right, Keith, that number is obviously a little bit higher for Keith, but like same ballpark, right? This is this is a low risk, very, very, very high reward deal for the Detroit Tigers, and Colt Keith gets some long term financial security in it. Uh, again, can't say enough good things. I think that this is an absolute slam dunk. I also think that it means that he's the opening day second baseman, which we've been saying on this show for about a calendar year now. Uh, I, I I'm I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled with uh, with this news that I woke up to on Sunday morning. Long term, we kind of talked about the long term implications from the contract perspective. I also think that this is the Tigers saying that their confident Colt Keith is the second baseman of this team for the next six to nine, and then you know if he's really good, you extend him even beyond that uh, amount of years. I think that that's what this indicates. Um, it, it's not as it's again like th- this is the the value here, the financial value here is not like if if Colt Keith doesn't turn out, it, it's it completely hinders you from spending in the future. I already I've, I've read to you the yearly salaries like five times. I don't need to do that again. The most he will make in a year in the first six years before club options, where it's our decision if we. we keep him on a year-to-year basis or not, is five mil. This rocks. This absolutely rocks. Again, even if you are a skeptic of of Keith and of giving players without major league experience long-term deals, um, I think let's talk about Colt Keith the player a little bit. We've talked about him obviously a lot over the last couple of seasons. He's uh, one of, if not the best prospect in the Tigers organization. Uh, I guess since drafting Max Clark, he's going to be pretty high up there. Cold Keith on most lists is in a, the late teens or early 20s in uh, in MLB prospect ranking. Uh, last season in Toledo, I guess I should start with his, uh, his age. He is currently 22 years old. He'll turn 23 in August. So he turns 22 just this past year. Um, well, I guess you always turn the next age in the past year. Uh, but that is, again, you talk about next nine years. If he ends up playing out the entirety of that contract, you're going to have Cold Keith on your baseball team until he's 31 years old. Two thumbs up from me, again, for the value that we're giving getting him for. Uh, this past season in A, he had a 977. OPS, a 585 slug, a 391 OBP, and a 325 average. That's 14 homers. He got called up, spent almost the exact amount of time in Toledo and Erie, and an 890 OPS in AAA, 287 average, 521 slug, 13 homers compared to the 15, 51 RBIs compared to the 50, 75 hits compared to the 80, 20 versus 18 in doubles, uh, pretty much matched if not exceeded what he did. Obviously the OPS drops there. Uh, Cold Keith has done uh, this thing when he gets promoted. The first little bit is an adjustment period. And then he goes absolutely gangbusters and uh, 
and kind of explodes. And that's something that we saw in Toledo. When he first got called up, he actually exploded. Then he dipped a little bit, and then he exploded again for the remainder of the season uh, with the Mudhens last season. He's a fantastic hitter, fantastic bat. He is, uh, go, I believe, going to be the second baseman of this team for the foreseeable future. I'm thrilled about this news. You avoid arbitration. You don't have to go to ARB with him and argue about how much money he's worth. You completely take that off the table. You have long-term security as an organization. He has long-term security as a player. I uh, Two thumbs up from me, man. I, I, I can't say it enough. I think that this is a, a slam dunk for the Detroit Tigers. And uh, again, I'll reiterate for the millionth time, I'm not trying to ramble and repeat myself here, but even if you, uh, again, uh, aren't a big Colt Keith fan for whatever reason, I haven't met too many of those, or if if you don't like giving money to people, you know, he hasn't even had an at-bat, how can you do this and be happy about it? The value is off the walls. It is great. And if he raked in his rookie year, guess what? This deal doesn't get signed, which is why we're doing it before he takes an at-bat at the major league level. And the risk-reward is just well worth it in the Tigers' favor. Okay, let's talk about some other players. Let's talk about why this hasn't happened with Torkelson, Green, Carpenter, uh, Jackson Job. if that's on the table, pitching, etc. We will get into all of that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate. When you're listening to this, uh, you know who will be playing in the Super Bowl. I do not. I'm recording this right before the NFC Championship games. Uh, But you can get in on all the fun Super Bowl betting action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is always about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Uh, There are so many fun bets on the Super Bowl. You have timing for the national anthem. You have heads or tails. That's like one of my favorite things to bet on every year is heads or tails on the coin toss. Obviously, you have a ton of player props. It is the most bet on sporting event of the year for a reason. And FanDuel has so many ways to take you to the end of the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but also FanDuel has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers can join today and you will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate you all so much for tuning in. Talking about Colt Keith Extension Day, uh, which took place on Sunday. Now let's talk about some other players within the organization. This was a conversation that we've kind of had over the last, I want to say it was a mailbag question in like December or maybe even November from somebody And we kind of had this conversation a little bit, but now we have an excuse to have it a lot more in depth. Um, Immediately, people get excited. Colt Keith is here for a long time. This is a team-friendly deal. We're all super pumped. And then there is a portion of the fan base that goes, well, why is 
Torkelson not getting this? Why is Riley Green not getting this? Why is Kerry Carpenter not getting this? Uh, why are we not getting Jackson Job in on this? Um, and, and I think that there's answers to pretty much all of those. And again, it goes back to the risk reward and just the player value. Um, starting with Riley Green, for instance. I think Riley Green is in prime position to get a long-term extension that takes him through the rest of his arbitration years and his pre-free agency years, right? His his uh, next, whatever it would be, three to four years before he is eligible for free agency after 2024. And the reason why is because of the injuries. The Tigers are not in a place to give a lot of money to somebody who they're not uber confident in can stay healthy for the next six to 10 years. Riley Green also wants to maximize his value, right? It, it takes two to tango, which is my answer for like all contract extension questions. It takes two. The Tigers want more confidence that he can stay healthy for a full season. And Riley Green wants more money and more money will come if he can stay healthy for a full season and play as well as we know he's capable of. So why would either side be super pressed to do that? Now, that's not to say that they're, as I'm having this conversation with you, that they're not working on something along those lines. But I really think that Green, if he can stay healthy, he's coming off of Tommy John. It's not in his throwing arm, but like he's coming off of Tommy John. Like I really don't think that either party, it's in either party's best interest to do that. It's also important to know that people like Green, Carpenter, and Torkelson have shown, at least for anywhere from, from flashes to sustained success, at the major league level. Colt Keith has not. If you think for a second that either of those three gentlemen would even remotely consider signing the deal that Colt Keith just signed then I don't know what else to tell you. That's not in any reality on the table. Significantly more money would be on the table because Kerry Carpenter has hit pretty well at the major league level. Riley Green has shown flashes when he's healthy of being a really good major league baseball player. Spencer Torgelson just played almost every single game this past year and had a 30 home run season and is a former number one overall pick that I think is a Boris client, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like these guys are not just going to be like, oh yeah, like give me, give me 25, 28 mil over the next six years. That's not happening. Okay. Uh, again, it takes two to tango and from, it, it's just different from the perspective of, I have not made my major league debut yet to, I already have a 30 home run season under my belt, or I already was, you know, the, uh, I had a two month stretch before an injury of an 1000 OPS in Riley Green's case, or, uh, you know, Kerry Carpenter, obviously the, the ascension that he's had, uh, there's, there's so much more to it than just like, oh, we want these dudes long-term Kerry Carpenter, right. From a team's perspective, would he be a guy that maybe, I, I mean, again, for any of these dudes, it's on the table. I'm sure Scott Harris isn't ruling out anything, um, but the value has to line up from both parties' perspectives. And right now, I don't think that for any of those three gentlemen, that it, it really is perfectly lined up to take advantage of that situation. We already talked about Green. Torkelson, uh, I think, A, 
wants to get to uh, just being the the situ one one pick, who his agent agent is, etc., uh, is just in a position where if you can get to six years of service quicker, you have an opportunity to get more money quicker. And Torgelson struggled so mightily in year one and then took strides in year two. If he takes another big step forward in 2024, he is going to be primed for way more money than if he signed pen to paper right now. And we again, we already talked about Riley Green. Kerry Carpenter, uh, unproven prospect, right? has shown flashes and sustained success hitting for relatively long periods of time. Did had no power the last six weeks of the season. And, uh, and also just from, uh, I, I've, I, I sound like a broken record and I apologize for that, but uh, from both parties perspectives, the Tigers, are, are they going to be willing to give a long-term commitment to Kerry Carpenter who, because of injuries and midseason, you know, call-ups, just a September call-up when he first debuted, etc., uh, still doesn't have like well over a year of major league production yet. And again, went through a month and a half stretch where he had no power last year. Um, and unfortunately for him, it was to end the season. You don't have the recency bias curve uh, that that some people get. Um, and uh, this is not me saying that I don't believe in any of these guys. I, I've been saying since Riley Green was in single A that I think is the future of the franchise. I, I loved what I saw from Torgelson last year, and I think Kerry Carpenter will absolutely go into the offseason, make adjustments, and come out this year and, uh, and and pick up where he left off, kind of in – well, not pick up where he left off. Go back and, and revert to what more of what we saw in the middle of the summer than the end of the season. Um, I, I just – from a pure value perspective from both parties, I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the, it has to make sense for the players too, right? We're all thinking from the team's perspective because we're fans of the teams. You have to understand that the player has to want to do a deal like that. And I don't think any it's in any of these three guys, best interest to necessarily do that right now. The only person that maybe it would is Kerry Carpenter, just because he wasn't a super highly regarded prospect. Um, but for the other two, I, I I can't imagine that it would be in their best interest to do that right now. Okay. The last question I get is about other players that haven't debuted yet. Jace Young, don't think that's on the table. Again, you're moving him to a new position. He didn't do incredible in his draft year. He's only been in the organization one year, right? Colt Keith, you at least got several seasons of minor league uh, ball and and um, and numbers and and video, you know, watching him, et cetera, to kind of base off of. Uh, Jace Young, we've really gotten one really good year from him. So we're going to need to see more from him. That's not happening. Job is an interesting one. I think this is a much broader conversation. I don't think this these types of deals just happen, period, with pitchers. Um, there is far too many injury concerns and injury risks with pitchers these days. Uh, they, they get hurt far too often. And so I end like Joe literally has, right? Like that's not even like, oh, he's a ticking time bomb. He might get hurt at some point. No, he has. And, and not only just like minor injuries, he has had major injuries already. He, he missed uh, an entire half of a season and was hurt for the off season leading up to that first half of the season missed as well. Had, had pretty su substantial surgery. And since then he's been fantastic. And I think Jackson Job is going to be a phenomenal pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in Jackson Joe. Uh, I, I love the adjustments he's made. I've, I, I've loved the, uh, 
the the addition of the cutter. I mean, we can go on a whole you know rampage about Jackson Job's development, but I'll revert back to what I've already said is seventy three times in the last ten minutes. It takes both parties, and while that may be in Job's best interest because of the injury risk pitchers have, I don't think the Tigers view it as the same. I think the Tigers are, are, and that's not even a Tigers thing. That's all of baseball. There's a reason that when you see these deals, these, you know, getting a, a contract before you've played a major league game deals happen, uh, none of them are pitchers. There's a reason for that. <laughs> and uh, so I, I do not expect that to happen whatsoever with Job. I don't expect it uh, to happen with really any of the pitchers, uh, not only in the Tigers organization, but I would be shocked if it really happened uh, around baseball. That That's not something that happens very often. Um, we'll, we'll see if anyone can change that trend and start a, a new precedent. It is, uh, Skeens in Pittsburgh. That would be the, the person that, uh, if there was anybody over the next few years that might buck that trend, it would be him. So we'll keep an eye on that situation may, uh, may change baseball going forward. But my overall reaction, two thumbs up. This is a fantastic deal for the Detroit Tigers. I am unbelievably excited that this pretty much guarantees and confirms that he will be, that Colt Keith will be the second baseman on opening day. Um, this does not mean that Colt Keith has to be an all-star or this contract sucks. This does not mean that he has to have an 800 OPS as a rookie or else this contract sucks. No, that that's not what this entails. That's not what this money is even saying. Look at the value of the contract. That's not what this is saying. This is a commitment by the Tigers that you are retaining your young top prospect, second baseman of the future without breaking the bank. You're giving him a long-term commitment without giving him uh, the, the dollars that indicate, okay, if you're not a star, then we are absolutely screwed. I I really struggle to find like holes to poke in, in this. I, I like immensely. I struggle to find anything super uh, wrong or bad about this situation for the Detroit Tigers. I'm absolutely thrilled. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. We'll see what happens. Thanks for making locked on Tigers. Your first listen every day. I appreciate you all greatly. We'll be back on Wednesday, baby. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all then go Tigers.